River Horror Podcast. This is episode number 40. I am your host, Joza Kresge, joined by Red River Horror founder, Eddie Cayazzo. Hi, Ed. How are you? Good afternoon, Joe. And we are also joined by an old buddy of ours, Dave Sullivan. Hi, Dave. Welcome to the show. Ed, Joe. I'm, I'm excited. We're, we have a good topic. Yes, we do, because we've been talking about this on the show that we were going to cover uh, Saul, because I am very excited for May 14th, the new movie Spiral from the Book of Saul. Um, and I have lived a long, a long life of thinking that the first one is pure and so good that everything after it is absolute trash. Um, <laughs> That's you know, a good start. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, this is, this is where I'm coming from. Um, yeah. I, it was something where I love that first movie so much that it's like, we're not even going to talk about it too much. This is going to be, uh, the next two episodes are dedicated to Saul and, um, I don't think we're even going to touch the first one after I was talking with you, Dave, when you said that it's like every horror podcast covers right. that first one in depth. Mm-hmm. And it's just so good. The movie itself is just so good. And I think everyone also has that opinion that everyone after it is trash. But I think it's um, for reasons that aren't exactly about the movies themselves. And you are 100% correct, because what made me start to hate the franchise as a whole was the tagline, if it's Halloween, it must be Saw. It's like they're not even Halloween themed. <laughs> no, like no, what? No. What is like? Why is that Halloween? It's not. It just happens to come out around Halloween. That's what I mean. If it's Halloween time, must be time for a new Saw that's movie. That's right. That's right. That's right. And and that's why I think Joe, it was important for this discussion. You had you had actually pointed out Spiral. I had no idea yeah. that they were going to be doing another Saw movie. Chris Rock, Darren Lynn Boozman. Like it's going to be a pretty big deal. We saw the trailer, and we'll get to that later. Later on, but. Yeah. Uh, I got excited again for the first time in a long time, but I do think it's important for us to flesh out the Saw series because one, it's very important to horror fans. There Absolutely. are fans. I mean, think of think of your favorite franchises, right? Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth. We were just talking uh, before we started the pod here. Horror fans love those, and some of those movies are absolute garbage. Hmm. So yes. yes, yes, yes. So it is it is time to delve into the Saw series, and as David said, also you know. A lot of other horror podcasts, and we love you guys out there, but a lot of other horror podcasts, they touch the first one, go really in-depth. We're going to touch the first one and keep moving on. Absolutely. I mean, and I, I, it's we're all, we all agree that the first one is just, by itself, just a fantastic movie. Yeah, so if right, we were to rank right. them, would everybody here agree yeah. Saw is the best one? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. Well, we'll get, we'll uh, get there. All right, I like that. That's a good... Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah. I'd say the only takeaway from the very first one is some of the acting's a little weak, but, you know, it's a lower budget movie. So, right, right, right. You can't, you can't have. Well, yeah. And, and one of the, uh, your lead is the co writer, not an actor. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, I, I, I guess you could, I, I would say the first one's probably is the best one, but I think it would take the amalgamation of two through seven to fight it. Okay. You know, because I think without the first one, those other ones don't exist. Like we were saying, the um, there was never an intent for sequels to exist. I just did, I think, exceptionally well in the box office, and they saw dollar signs, so they did it. Yeah, um, it just turned into something that uh, I don't think there was any intention for. But what what was created, I, I love. Yeah. So you you actually got into like the full story arc, whereas um, for me. Um, I pretty much, I mean, I've seen four, five, and six, um, but that was, you know, very recent. Right. Well, I saw four, I fell asleep when we were watching four the one time. 
um, when it first came out on video. And then like I stopped at three, mostly because um, I was talking to you about this. It's like one of my favorite things from the first one that kills two and three for me is mm-hmm. I love the character Amanda in the first one. Right, like so, like that. Yeah, that, that was a strong this, character. This, and, yeah, and there's simple. It's a simple character too. Yeah, and then uh, so now let's move on to the second one, and it's like my big beef with the second yeah. one is her being more involved with Jigsaw because it kind of takes away from. It. It's like you know, uh, I I just thought it'd be a lot cooler. Like imagine this person who just goes through this insanely traumatic experience and mm-hmm. just turns their life around. Right, like because it's like you know, is he is he a monster? Or is he actually helping people? Right. But or do you not like her character in the second one because it's not what you were picturing? Or do you is there some other reason that you do not like the character? Well like from like what you're actually seeing, not what you were expecting to see. Yeah, I think I think in the second one it was just more of just being like, oh great like, you know, oh, this was unnecessary. Um, but like, you know, it's <sighs> it's clever, it's well written. Um, the second one has just an incredible, has a great twist in it that starts right, right. from the beginning. You know, they all have a twist. But um, if you take, I think Amanda's shining moments, as we know, are in Saw 2 and 3. And even in those movies, she's radically different. In 3, she's very, um, very aggressive. Yep. A lot more outspoken. Yep. A lot more sexy, if you ask me. I mean, that hair. Yep. <laughs> that hair. Ooh, she yeah. had a good look. So, but anyway, but anyway. But that's the one that killed it for me, like with her, where it was just like, it's like, who is this? Who even is this character? It's, right, it's right. Three different people with the same. Yeah, I, I, I never took it that uh, that personally with it. Yeah, well, maybe I just whined. That Shawnee you know. Smith? Yeah. That's yeah. Amanda. Yeah, Smith, that's Amanda. So I, I remember that being a strong. As known from Becker. From Becker. <laughs> yeah, she was from Becker. So I remember, Joe, you very specifically, that scene was impactful to you in that she literally had to dig through the person she loved's uh, intestines, body, whatever. She had mm-hmm. to rip through that to get the key. Wait, that's who that was supposed to be? Was he a lover? I thought he no, was just, some guy. I was just a, a junkie. No, it was just a guy. Just another junkie. Oh. I don't even know if they it was were, another junkie. He was overdosed. They overdosed him. So they were, I thought they were both junkies. I could be wrong. I don't think that was, I don't think they ever said that. I think it was just your partner in the cell that shares a cell with you. Okay. I think it was, I think it was literal as like the person that is in your cell. Oh. In the, in the same way that Dr. Gordon was Adam's partner in one. Mm. But they're connected so, somehow. I don't think so. Not in this case. Okay. So she no. pretty much she cuts him open, gets the key, and unlocks the the reverse bear trap thing, yes. which is legendary in the Saw franchise. Yeah. That that I remember you. That what was the line? It was he helped me. He helped me in the right. first one. Right, right. So so she clearly got what she was picking up. What John was putting down, you know, mm-hmm. Tobin Bell, the main right. Right. jigsaw guy, and that was very impactful for you. So to take that away, then. Yeah. And now make her a part of the team is like, oh, okay. So I, I remember that affecting you in that way. Right. Yeah. So that that's Joey's gripes. Right. Um, and and there, there's actually um, a part in Saw 6 um, that actually kind of like, it doesn't really tie back to that, but it, to go into what you were just saying with the he helped me thing, um, it focuses around a focus group that is kind of like a, like a support group that is our main um, protagonist in the... In this particular episode, he runs a support group for a bunch of Saw victims, most of which um, 
we don't really see. It kind of um, assume or presumes that there was a lot more victims out there, or not victims, like subjects. Mm. Yeah. Um, subjects that we weren't privy to in the other films. They were just, you know, just letting us know that this story goes beyond what we were just shown. And uh, some of the faces actually are, they show people that were actually in the older movies, which I thought was cool. You know, just bring them back for a short cameo. Um, but a lot of them do say it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm. You know? Yeah, so they survive. They try and get that, that feel back in there. Right. And and there's, I think, I forget what her name is. It was one of the women. Oh, she was the one that uh, cut off her arm in five, in the okay. beginning of five, I think. The black woman, you know mm. what I'm talking about? I believe so. I just can't yeah. remember what her why she was there. She was... I think they were loan shark, like predatory loan sharks, okay. her and her partner. And they each had to cut off a pound of flesh to release the, uh, it was, it was like a scale. Oh, yeah. And you know, whoever, you know, did it first, you know, they'll, you know, they'll get unlocked. Um, but she was there, you know, griping and whatnot. But, um, like there was another woman in that focus group and this is, um, yeah, I think it was Saw six. Um, but they flash back and show what her trap was, which wasn't actually in a movie. They just showed quickly a scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe I remember this so vividly, by the <laughs> way. It's weird. Um, but she's hanging you know, from a rafters, and there's a bunch of running upside-down lawnmowers. And she's hanging, her husband's hanging, and she slaps him and knocks him off, and he drops and gets you know, mangled, and she survives. But her test was, you live in an abusive relationship with this man, and you're not willing to do something about it. Now you're being confronted with the situation. Now you have to do something about it. Sacrifice yourself and once again be the ultimate victim to this man or save your life by killing him. And I think that's at the crux of all of Jigsaw's traps for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, and that's where it starts. Saw one, uh, you know, written by James James Wan, Lee Wan L. Mm-hmm. It starts with John gets cancer diagnosis mm-hmm. and he's going to die. Right. And so the reason he's doing this, just I'm just boiling it down, the reason he's doing what he's doing to people mm-hmm. is because they are ungrateful to be alive and he's eventually going to be dead. Right. You know? So I think a, a, a big gripe is as we got further away from one and two, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it became about the contraptions. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to have a two-part series sure, on sure. this. We'll talk about those in the second one because that's why some people love the series is for that that reason. But Dave, does when would you say it starts to get further away from that initial idea of people being ungrateful for what they have in their life and more about the, the, the torture and the traps um, and things like that? And now I'm trying to remember which one this was. But it was the one where we discover how his wife, who's Jill, Jill Tuck, mm-hmm. um, how she had the miscarriage. Way too, way out of his league. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh my god! No Dude, way. That one scene where it shows her, <laughs> yeah, when know, in, like, in that dream sequence, wearing that like purple nighty. Yeah. Christ in heaven! It's like that dude. <laughs> that dude is not married to her. Like no. Unless yeah. like he does, That's like, he is that, witty. He's got away with words. I guess like he converted that. I don't from, know how old she is, but she looks like the hottest sixty year old I've ever seen. <laughs> he looks like he's twenty years older than her. Yeah, and it's like yeah, like she looks great, and it's just like I know he ha- he's a cancer patient, but still, just he's a look very at smart it. cancer patient. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, well, anyway, well, anyway, well, anyway. <laughs> We're getting yeah. off the point here, Joe. <laughs> All right. So um, just to correct you real quick, it wasn't the cancer diagnosis that triggered this right. for him. It okay. was he had the cancer diagnosis and then he tried to kill himself. He he right. got in an accident and he got the, it looked like some part of like rebar or something stuck in his side. Right. He almost died, um, and then I think that was what really triggered the. I was ungrateful for the life that I had, and I just tried to, you know, end it because of my own, you know, you know fears yeah, pretty right. much. Um, so that I guess was his test, you know, yeah, to, to kick things off. But anyway, so I forget which one it is. I want to say. It was either in three or four where it shows Jill Tuck closing up the clinic. Um, it was like a drug rehab clinic. And one of their uh, main patients, we see him several times in the series, mainly in this one. And like I said, it's here four, maybe, I think. I don't know. Who cares? It's in the Saul <laughs> series. Right. Um, but anyway, she is closing up. He swings open the door. Um, scares her, knocks the keys off, but she's, you know, seven, eight months pregnant. So it slams and hits her in the stomach. She's bleeding. He runs and steals some stuff out of the clinic. He sees that she's in trouble and he runs. John is sitting out in his car. Looks like he's doing like Sudoku or something, mm -hmm. like just like hanging out in his car. Sees Cecil run out of the clinic. He sees Cecil see John. So, and he runs. John runs back in the clinic sees Jill struggling, takes her into the hospital. And obviously she tells him what happened. And I don't know if it's here like later on that day or the next day or something like that. But Jigsaw sets up what I would assume is his first trap. Mm -hmm. And it is Cecil um, tied down with like leather straps and some knives in his wrist so he can't move. And he has that trap that looks like a sort of like 10 butcher knives kind of like faced in oh. in a V and he has to press his face into it to release the lever. Yes. Right. Um, but if he tries to move the straps, I think there's a shotgun right underneath his mouth. <laughs> Jesus. So, so it's like he, you have to, you literally press your face and you can't wiggle your way out of it. Right. Um, but it, it's very primitive. You know, it's just, you know, a rig with a shotgun with a string and some that was obviously like household knives with like levers. It was, it was very, you know, I could make it, you know, it's not that big of a mm -hmm. deal. And then, you know, Cecil breaks out of that. And there was obviously just a big bramble of like tangle wire behind John. Cecil ends up killing himself um, that way. But um, I don't know like where, like, I don't think it ever says like where he started. Like, you know, I'm going to start uh, killing these, you know, putting these people in really elaborate situations. But it's presumed to be pretty early on because, you know, Cecil was, you know, did what he did. You right, know? right. But and, then uh, but it, then eventually he puts his wife in the same situation. Um, um, what do you mean? So he sets her up in a trap. No, he didn't. He didn't set up the blonde, the blonde lady. What's her name? Jill Tuck. Jill Tuck, yeah. No, Costas Mandalore did that. Who was Detective Hoffman? Aha! Uh -huh. He did. So. He did that at the end of six because she was the only person that knew the knows that's alive that knows who he is. So that's why it's important for us to. And Dave, you made a good point because mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of break this up into episodes like Saw one to four and five to right, seven. But that's what I mean. They all yeah. weave together. <laughs> yeah. They all weave together. Yeah. Detective Hoffman um, first appears in I think the beginning of 
four. Yeah, in the beginning of four, it's the guy, the one that opens up with the guy in the pendulum, right? Um, whose name is Seth, who kill, who we find out killed Detective Hoffman's sister, and um, you know, was not never meant to be a trap because if you you know watch the trap. He actually does free himself, but it doesn't release, and he ends up getting cut in half. Right, and that's a setup for uh, that. Actually, like plugs in uh, a plot hole in the first three, where <clears throat> I think it's two. Uh, John starts saying he's like, "I despise murderers." Right, and it's like you know that's why Amanda ends up losing because she kills intentionally. Right, and then it's like it's like well, some of his it's just like that's how they filled it in, and it's like it's like she couldn't have done all that. And it's like oh, there's a knockoff guy, and that was Hoffman. So it's like. No, like Hoffman started as yeah. a knockoff jigsaw, and then he's just like you're st- like, yeah, just with that first kill, yeah, and just, that set yeah. up that, you know, yeah, but then he started working with them, yeah. you know, that's what I thought. So I thought John and Hoffman eventually, or you know, John knew he wasn't going to be able to continue, so he brought someone else in who would, yeah, been and, I, and I think you find out a lot more guys are involved um, than, than were let on. Um, in the last one, what was that Saw 3D? Yeah. No, it was or just jigsaw. jigsaw. Yeah, um, that was the one where um, the game that's being played is just a replication of one that was already through, and the main culprit was a lab worker, um, who we find out through flashbacks in that one that he was because he had experience in the military and he was working on I don't know it was either like plane engineering or some sort of fabrication work. And it turns out that answers the question of how the hell is John how to make all this shit? You know, it's <laughs> right. like, you know, it's like, who has the time? And I think that's them realizing that we need a way to explain this. Yes. And it turns out that that guy, you know, um, he, he was an early, you know, jigsaw victim, as we find out, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he has this experience in the military. So it turns out he was doing all the fabrication work, like the welding and stuff like sure. that. And yeah. then do, do we ever get covered how, how he finances it? Um, he, is he just independently wealthy? Yeah, I I, for, I forget I forget what it is. It's I think it's answered in the second one. I think when um Detective Matthews is interviewing him, mm-hmm. the police are doing all their work, and you know who the hell is this guy? Because that we didn't know who John Kramer was before right. the second one. Um, I forget. Um what the answer is but i think they might actually use the phrase like independently wealthy from you know like he had properties around like i, I forget which would make sense either that or yeah. i'm just mixing this up with a uh, law-abiding citizen but i feel like it's <laughs> but but I, but I feel like it's um it's something similar to that like he has money wrapped right. up in something i forget okay so like that's an easy cover your ass it's like he's got the money to, and he's just blowing it for yeah, like his, his passion project. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's here's another question for you that I I have a hard time figuring out is what's the actual like timeline? What from uh like from one to eight, like how many years to resolution is this going on for? Because there's like I don't know. I'll put it this way in like two to four. So you know, to one. Let's just pause for a second and think of how great the character's name is eric matthews and how they missed on just someone calling him mr matthews but he's detective matthews i just yeah. wanted to hear a feeny <laughs> mr matthews you know but <laughs> so like he he ends up surviving after two yeah. and then he's hanging over like that ice block in four uh-huh. his hair is longer he's got a thick beard 
Oh yeah, like he's so like he's been like uh, tortured for six months, like just in yeah. a yeah, 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 exactly. So it's yeah. just like, what is the yeah? And then um, like they do a really good job. Something that I didn't put together, like or like didn't really care to pay attention to the first time around until like we started talking before we started doing this episode. Is like there is a really clever writing to all of them that links it all together, right, right, and you actually remember it. So <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, whoa, and like actually like watching some of them again and being like. Yeah, this is actually really well. It makes sense. Yeah, pieced together. Yeah, and and I think that's part of the flaw as well. Like if you go a few years and you've seen say one, two, five, four, and then none of the others, and then someone just puts on Saw Five, you're not going to know the the relationship of any of these characters. No, you're, you're picking up in the middle. You're picking up on cha- literally on chapter five. Mm-hmm. You know, you just can't. You can't do that. It's not like just putting in Jason takes Manhattan <laughs> and it's an independent story, regardless of what's going on around right. it. Yeah. I mean, you could always pop that one on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. When he kicks the, uh, the uh, boom box, it's classic. <laughs> so who wouldn't go on a cruise from North Jersey to Manny, to uh, Manny, <laughs> Manny. <laughs> to from North Jersey to New York and drop, just drop them off in the middle of the hood. Right. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, if there is an order, so if you look at the first three films, Saw 1, 2, and 3, screenwriter of Saw 1 was Lee wan Yes. Second and three was Lee wan and Darren Lynn Boozman, who also directed 2 through 4. Right. It says Lee wan was the screenwriter on 3, so he at least hung in there mm-hmm. for three episodes of this. Sure. Yeah. When... So I guess you can't just watch one, two, and three. If you had to put together, you're, you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, I've never seen any of the Saw movies but the first one. Right. Is Would you watch them out of the order that they were released? Now, like... Oh, being, to like piece it together? Yes. No. Okay. You can't. You okay. Can't. Um, I think one, one and two, you can watch together because the way that two ends, say that none of the other ones existed... Um, you could watch those two and the way it ends, you know, as far as you know, you know, the doors close on detective Matthews at the end of two and he's screaming his son's name. It's haunting. Yeah. I think it's just screaming Daniel. Um, you know, it's just a really down note. It's like the end of the first one. Um, there's no assumption that any of this is going to continue, but maybe it does because I think Amanda's the one that slams the door on him. Right. She does. I believe so. Yeah, she, he does. Um, and, and all the other ones end with some sort of note at, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the end of five, um, when Hoffman thinks he's getting away with everything, um, with Joe and I talked about this, I think a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. he, um, he thinks he's getting away with everything and I, I forget where he gets the cassette tape, but it's pretty much Jigsaw saying that you think you'll walk away from this untested. Yep. And mm-hmm. then, you know. Was all it, hell it breaks was in loose his, in six. Yeah, was it in his gut during the autopsy, or that's how, that's the first time? Um, who opened that? It's whoever did the autopsy, I would assume. Yeah. Um, no, no, I think no, they. No. Yeah, I think they opened him up sometime in fi- in fi- in the beginning of five. Um, but I for I, honestly I forget what that that one says. Yeah. So before, like, so a few. Like years ago, I'm going to tell you guys something and like and a lot of this credit goes to you, Dave, because it's like I'd never gave uh, much thought into how everything ties together. 
Um, and how one of the other things with these movies is how in the first 10 minutes, there's a hint as to what the twist is going to be. And if you don't pay attention, you miss it. And saw one? All of them. I, Every yeah, I don't know single what you're one. Oh, my gosh. G- g- give me a for instance. Yeah, this is, this is great. Two. He's like, uh, Detective Matt, when he makes it, he's just like, all you have to do is talk to me. Oh, you mean like that? It's yeah. it's well, which makes it kind of like a riddle. Yeah, and five Wait. five. Has, so um, let me put it this way. So I thought five was so bad back way back. I'm yeah. like, this is so bad that I cannot watch any more of these. And I'm gonna compare this to another movie that I originally thought was so bad I can never watch it again. And then watched it again years later, just with like a more calmer like, and really enjoyed it, which is Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom mm-hmm. Menace. And once I once I just like treated gungans like ewoks i'm like okay we're we're all right this is actually Mm. a fine movie five i actually really really liked when did you watch it again two days ago (laughs) wow well which which one's in five what five is the one so when we were driving and then you started giving me the whole synopsis of it that i completely like where it's like the five people start they're all chained together Uh uh-huh oh yeah yeah and it's like together don't do what your instincts tell you to do right and that's what I love about these movies. Yeah. Like the, the I mean, it, it, I don't even want to say it slaps you in the face, but I mean, it really gets you thinking about like, I don't know, after you've seen these movies, don't you kind of meet a particular piece of shit in your life and you say like, man, this person could really use one of these lessons. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think, you know, even like the guy, I think William, I think that was Saw 6, I think. He was the insurance agent, the guy that um, then how he relates to Jigsaw was he came to him with um, some sort of um, it was like a Swedish therapy that, you know, would require X amount of extreme money to um, have coverage from for insurance. Mm -hmm. And this is actually they they mentioned Jigsaw's finances here as well. William, uh, William, the um, the insurance broker says, you know, it's John. You know, like it's it's. Um, I, I forget how he how he responds. But he says, "Don't worry about the money. I have the money. It's about principle, and you're deciding who lives and who dies by this algorithm of health that really doesn't take into account, you know, the number one factor is someone's going to live or die, and that's kind of like Ben Jigsaw's mantra, you know." And what is that? You know, the will to live. You know, it doesn't take into account somebody's desire to do whatever it takes to survive. And I'm trying to do what it, what it takes to survive by doing this experimental therapy. And you're telling me I can't because I'm 60 some years old and the odds are that I'm not going to survive. But you're not giving me the opportunity to try. Mm-hmm. What Saul does, I think, is give the people the opportunity to try. Who are you to say what is fair and what's not? Either this is too hard or, you know, I can't do this. You will do what it takes or you won't, you know? Yeah. So Saw, Saw 6 is what you were just referencing? Yeah, I think so. That was so, the um, the main character's name is William. He's insurance. Am I right? I'm just making sure because Saw 6, that's the one you were speaking about. Lone Sharks, Eddie and Simone locked in head harnesses with screws. Aimed at their temples, have one minute each to carve flesh from their bodies with their provided cutting tools. Because that's the other thing about Saw movies. It always opens with this kind of... The, after the first one, it always opens with this kind of... It's a, there's some sort of tug of war going yeah, on. Yeah. Um, one that I think is really cool, um, I think it is uh, 4, the one with Riggs. 
Um, that opens up with the lawyer. Um, his name's Art Blank, I want to say. Hmm. Um, he is uh, just like a crooked lawyer. Um, he ends up being the one that is like in charge. He's kind of like the Zep character mm-hmm. okay. of, of four. Um, he's the one that is monitoring Riggs while he's going through um, the maze uh, with Hoffman in the chair and, and Detective Matthews as the ice clap. Mm-hmm. You know, above his head. <laughs> um, I forget what's going with that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that one opens up with Art. We don't know it's him yet. Um, his mouth is sewn shut, and there's this other guy. I, I think it's just some insignificant, you know, guy they just throw in there. Oh, he's got his he, one his eyes. eyes. His, his eyes are his, sewn his shut. eyes yeah, are sewn shut, and yeah. they're both chained mm-hmm. together yeah. in, in what looks like a mausoleum or something. It's badass. Um, but there's like, you know, random, like there's a little hatchet and this knife and whatever, but it's implying that, you know, this spool is winding together. It looks like a winch. It's winding this chain together and one can see, but one can't speak, you know? So it's, you know, obviously the one with the fucking eyes, um, is probably going to be the one that gets through. Yeah. He's got the advantage, but it's yeah. like, um, yeah, that, I mean, that's also one that's like, you know, I wrote off for. And then that watching it again, I'm like, this yeah, it's, is it's, super cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's great. And Riggs is the uh, the topic of four. He is um, one of the cops that's really close with Detective Matthews. Yeah. Um, he worked with, I think her name's Carrie. She was the, one, the redhead in the mm-hmm. first and second one. Yeah. So, like, here's the thing with, like, four, though. Is, like, four and two, like, happen at the same time? Um. Like they like tie it together as if they're like happening. No, no, um, it doesn't because Carrie is presumed dead, um, and Eric Matthews is missing. Right, and it, they don't. It can't happen at the same time because I felt like there's parts with like the Hoffman character, like it's just like, it's, it's happening it's, all it, at the same time. But it's, time? it's not. It's not possible because the whole premise of of four is around Detective Riggs. He's the the big black guy that this he looks like a SWAT member. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I forget which character says it, but just like man, what's what's up with Riggs lately? And the response is everyone around him keeps dying, and that's implying that Matthews is missing, Carrie is dead, and his whole test is don't run through a door. Right, right he goes through un- unsecured crime scenes, yeah. and he's trying to save everybody, and in the process, nobody ends up getting saved because you're. Trying to be a bull in a china shop. <laughs> so was that? Was, yeah, was it four and three that are happening around the same time? Um, so I can read just a little bit yeah. of the plot of four. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. go for it. Micro cassette found in John Kramer's stomach during his autopsy contains posthumous posthumous message from John that informs Detective Mark Hoffman that he will be tested elsewhere. Two men, one with his eyes sewn shut, the other with his mouth sewn shut, awaken in a mausoleum chained at the neck to a winch that begins reeling them in. The muted man is forced to kill the blinded man to get a key from his collar and free himself. Following Detective Allison Carey's death in Jigsaw game in, the, in a Jigsaw game, a SWAT team led by Hoffman and Officer Daniel Rigg and Carey's FBI contacts Peter Strom and Lindsay Perez arrive at the crime scene. Nothing the, physic, nothing the physical limitations of John and his apprentice, Amanda Young. Strom speculates that a third accomplice was involved and becomes suspicious of Rig. That night, Rig, who's become obsessed with rescuing Jigsaw's victims since Detective Eric Matthews' disappearance, is attacked in his home and later awakens to find a video from Jigsaw. The video reveals that Eric is still alive, having been saved and held captive by Jigsaw for six months after he was left for dead uh, there by we Amanda. Go. I was thinking six months. 
and that the only way to rescue him and Hoffman, who has also been kidnapped, is for Rig to pass a series of trials that will teach him to let go of his obsession if Rig fails to pass his tests in 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Eric and Hoffman will be killed. Now, that's four. Um, I can continue if you want. I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah. 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 Here's a question. <clears throat> Does... um. Is the guy who survives, who has his mouth sewn shut, is, is he in the support group? Does he have a cameo in that? No, he no. gets killed at the end of four. Rig shoots him. That's right. Okay. Rig That's shoots right. him like That's laying right, on the right, ground. Right, right, right. right. And um, he's going to reach for a tape. Mm-hmm. And I forget like, what he says to Rig. He's like, no, you stupid fuck. Like, it's, like he thinks it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, he's doing it. And he goes to reach for the tape. Mm-hmm. And then Rig shoots him in the meantime. Once again, yeah. More he wants to again say his testament of he didn't learn anything, mm-hmm. and um, he hits play and he's trapped in that room forever. And, you know he's he's gone. Mm-hmm. Wow, badass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hoffman stands up. Yep. And I think you know I don't know if he shocks him or something, but you know just locks the door on him. Yeah. So nice. so these these films, I mean, saw Matthew shoots Riggs as he's coming through the door. That's, oh, that's what happens. That's right. Mm-hmm. He shoots him because he needs the timer to run out. Right. And Riggs is supposed to wait for the timer, regardless of what he's being told. He's trying to rush it. And Matthew knows that if he comes through that door before it hits zero, he's going to lose his head. <laughs> and that's exactly what happens. Yep. All right. So, guys, what do you think? Cooler death. That one with Matthews and Saul with the ice oh blocks crushing his head or brutal final destination three. Where um oh the jock the black jock football player yeah where he's, and he's lifting what? the weights and they, the weights collapse on his and head then, what happened <laughs> dude so these dudes just in a weight room what is it's like it's not traps what's the what's the machine where it's like you're pushing down and it's like well, he, bringing weights up back and forth what like the fly him. yeah so he's yeah. doing that and he's like shredding into it and then like, they, <laughs> they come in they're like hey blah 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 he's like what boom. <laughs> It's just, Dude, it's 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 abrupt and insane. Oh. Uh, I think it was more dramatic in Saw, and I think it was funnier in Final Destination Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah campier. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry so, for that aside. Let's give the people what they it, want. No, all good. It, it works really well in in Saw, and it's like here's the like where where does it? Yeah, it's like tragic. It's the exact thing that they were trying. He was trying to prevent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's like so where where does it like. I didn't get to watch the very last one yet, but where does it finish? Oh Christ! <laughs> um, where does it finish? So, so are you speaking about Jigsaw, the one that was yeah. released years later after after yeah. the consecutive? I've, I've, I've year watched months. this one a bunch of times too. So have I, and I honestly can't remember um, the exact like because it's st- it's still like Hoffman? how no no Hoffman's dead. He dies in so, six. Yeah yeah. Ne- nearly a Has decade to do with him after the death of John Kramer. Criminal Edgar Munson is pursued by police after being cornered by detectives Halloran and Keith Hunt. He claims he must start another game in exchange for his own survival and activates a remote trigger before it gets shot out of his hand. However, a shot hits Edgar in the chest. He collapses. Elsewhere, five people, Mitch, Anna, Ryan, Carly, and an unconscious man, awaken inside a barn with buckets on their heads and chains around their necks. Mm -hmm. A tape recording from John Kramer explains they have all sinned and must sacrifice some blood to survive before the chains begin pulling them towards the wall of buzzsaws. 
Most of the group survives by cutting themselves, except for the unconscious man who awakens too late. Their next test reveals that Carly is a purse snatcher who accidentally caused the death of an asthmatic woman. To save others from being hanged, she must inject herself with one of three needles, one containing an antidote to a poison in her system, another one saline, and the last one acid. She refuses, so Ryan stabs her with all that, three. That's a great one, too. <laughs> I, I love... That's one of my favorite uh, yeah. deaths. because I, I like the... Um, the syringes, they have different mm-hmm. numbers on them. And it's that, you know, just I forget. Oh, they, there's kind of a hint in, the, in her th- in her um, recorder. What's the price of um, someone's life? And one of the numbers said like 362. And it turned out to be like when she, the asthmatic woman died, she stole $3.62 out of her purse. So that's wow. like, the, you know, what's the cost of someone's life? Huh. And like the... I was saying the syringes like, like had just like different numerical values, and the three sixty two one was like obviously that was you know probably the one that was added out. Okay, probably. So because because Joe, it does come back. The the weird thing about Jigsaw is it does connect. There's there's a reason it exists. So if you've never seen it, it's like oh, yeah, yeah. so this is how everything gets involved. So Halloran and Hunt investigate the discovery of corpses that appear to be unconscious man and Carly, whose deaths fit deaths fit John's modus operandi. Halloran becomes suspicious of pathologists Logan Nelson and Eleanor Bonneville. Later, Edgar is abducted from the hospital. His corpse is found inside John's grave when it is exhumed by police. Meanwhile, Ryan attempts to escape through the door with the words no exit on it, but his leg falls through the loose floorboards and is ensnared by wires. Another tape recorder reveals he will be punished for breaking the rules and must pull a lever to be set free. Anna and Mitch enter a silo. They're trapped inside, forcing Ryan to pull the lever and sever his leg to rescue them. Mm. Eleanor reveals yeah, to go one too. <laughs> the piano strings. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> girl, <laughs> they keep tightening. <laughs> Hurry up! <laughs> I'm si- I'm trying to see because I know I know that this ties back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eleanor reveals to Logan she's a fangirl of Jigsaw, has built replicas of many of his traps. Do you remember what this female looks like? Eddie. No, I don't. It's been a while. (laughs) Google it real quick. Keep talking. All right. Uh, Hunt follows them and forms Halloran elsewhere. Mitch is revealed to have sold a motorcycle with a faulty brake to John's nephew. John, John is a nephew now, of course, yeah. resulting in his death and is tested by being lowered into a funnel with a spiral shaped blade powered by a motorcycle engine inside. He attempts to stop the blade by reaching a brake at the bottom of the funnel, but is ultimately killed. Halloran finds a corpse appearing to be Mitch in Eleanor's studio calls for her and Logan's arrest. Logan convinces Hunt to let them go after telling them that the bullet which hit Edgar was fired by Halloran, whom he and Eleanor suspect is the new Jigsaw killer. Eleanor deduces the game's location. She and Logan depart for the barn with Halloran in pursuit. Meanwhile, Hunt finds Jigsaw-shaped pieces of flesh in Halloran's freezer, further incriminating Halloran. In the barn, Anna and Ryan are shackled to pipes at opposite ends of the room. John Kramer, apparently still alive, confronts them and reveals that Anna suffocated her baby, framed her husband, who eventually committed Mm. suicide. That's a great one, too. Ryan caused his friends death in a car accident. For their final test, he leaves them a shotgun loaded with one shell and departs, saying that it's it's the key to their survival. So good. Anna tries to shoot Ryan, but the gun backfires and kills her. 
Ryan finds the keys among the debris hidden inside the shell and destroyed in the blast. With no way to free himself, yep. he's left to die. So this, this is the last piece here. Logan and Eleanor are ambushed by Halloran at the barn. Eleanor escapes while Halloran is drugged by an unseen assailant. Logan and Halloran awaken in collars rigged with laser cutters and are told to confess their sins to survive. Halloran forces Logan to go first. He confesses to mislabeling John's x-rays years prior, causing his cancer to go undiagnosed. Despite confessing, Logan is apparently killed. Halloran then admits to allowing criminals to walk free for personal gain and his collar, deac and his collar deactivates. Logan is revealed to be still alive. Also, the man apparently died in the first barn game, which occurred 10 years prior, deciding that Logan should not die over an honest mistake. John saved him, recruited him as his first apprentice. Logan then reveals that he framed Halloran as the new Jigsaw killer as revenge for releasing Edgar, who killed Logan's wife, and that he recreated the barn games using other criminals that Halloran right. let go as victims. Claiming that he and Halloran were the final participants and that Halloran broke the rules by forcing him to go first. Logan reactivates the collar and slices Halloran's head open. Now, where I thought that was going. <laughs> so eventually, though, th this is, and maybe I passed it, uh, Carrie Elway's Princess Bride. He's back. Oh, yeah. Right, right. He's oh, yeah, back yeah. at some... I thought that's where it was going. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, apparently he, not. And uh, I think the, the way they ex explain his character or the way that uh, like it, he was keeping people alive. I think they had him. Um, I think they might show a scene with him uh, fixing Eric Matthews. Okay. Like, like that type of stuff. Anything like medical. Right. Um, they brought him with that. Um, what was the name of the, the guy, the pathologist? What was his name again? Oh, God. What's mm. his name? Do, 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 do. Edgar Munson. So you say, like, the last one, that last one, Jigsaw, you enjoyed it? Yeah. Like, overall? Like, well, I was going to say that um, his character, when, when Eddie said the uh, he shouldn't be killed over an honest mistake, that honest mistake was um, he was the guy that labeled the charts when Jigsaw was diagnosed with cancer. He was, he, you know, said that he was clean and he wasn't. Uh, yeah. It was the guy who was now that, that's what he was referring to when he said honest mistake. So I'm just making oh. sure John sees yeah. him. Logan then reveals Logan? He framed Halloran as yeah. Jigsaw. Yeah. Who killed Logan's wife. Logan reactivates his collar. Right, 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 right. Shoot, I don't know who the pathologist is. Let's see. I forget his name. He's, he he should be one of the first people in the cast. He's one of the main characters. Matt Passmore is Logan Nelson. Tobin Bell is So it's Logan. Yeah. Logan. Yeah, it's Logan. Okay. <clears throat> Huh. Yeah, I thought where that was going. I, I, so maybe that was six, where Carrie always came back. Um, oh yeah, no, it was six. It was six because okay. that was focused on the guy that was going around to talk shows and different kinds of like Oprah type talk shows um, as a jigsaw survivor and now best-selling author on his experience. Yeah. And that's where um, the focus group comes in. They kind of show that that was a thing. Um, because this guy, I forget his name, the main character from Six. Um, yeah, I'm sure Eddie can find that real is quick. Six three, is Six 3-Day? Uh, Probably. Six. Yeah. It's all 3-Day. Yeah. With Chester Bennington? Yeah. 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 Oh, right, wow. Right. Really? Yeah, he was in it for a minute. Yeah. Good scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the um, the main story around that one is, is centered around the guy that is going around on book tours uh, making a absolute killing, um, saying he's a jigsaw survivor and he starts this 
Um, I forget what he names the focus group, um, but it's a support group for Jigsaw survival members. And then um, they, sh- you know, just hear some guy, you know, doing this in the background and everyone looks and it's, it's uh, Dr. Gordon and he gives uh-huh. some, um, a very, uh, you know, ominous type of speech. And, you know, someone turns over, you know, what's, what's up with, what's up with the creepy guy? <laughs> And um, I forget what his name is. Once again, the main character from Six. He says, "Oh, he's you know he's been coming to these meetings for months. You know, he just you know don't pay attention to him. He's just an old guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But he's obviously on to it because we find out Doctor Gordon by the end of Six uh, was it was a cool reveal. Um, we find out that he's been helping Jigsaw since his experience mm-hmm. since he got crawled away. Yeah, I could have sworn you see his dead body. I could have sworn too. We'll, we'll have to." revisit that but they yeah. show jigsaw you know or i think it shows him like cauterizing his leg mm-hmm. in, in one of them and then you know i don't know john obviously saves him I, I forget exactly which one that is but that that scene's shown yeah but i do think i i do remember seeing what you're talking about but i don't know i could see that being in either yeah so you know what if, the, if they're going to show that scene i'd have to imagine it's sometime in three because there's a scene where Matthews breaks himself free. He gets out of the room and he starts chasing down Amanda. Mm -hmm. And I could have sworn in that, that chase down scene in the hallway, like they walk past Gordon's body. Yeah. But maybe not. Maybe it wasn't. I'd have to go back and look at that because I know there's, there's at least two dead bodies in there. There's Zepp and there's Adam. Yeah. Their bodies didn't move. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I could have sworn, you know, Dr. Gordon's body was in there, but maybe not mm. because I, I can't. I mean, these are guys that are making these movies. I can't imagine they'd make that that obvious that of a glaring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There were the bodies there, but I, I, I don't know. We'll have to go back on that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's it's kind of hard to Dave. That's that's why you're here, because we it's it's hard to get past that. You know the the first one being so good. You said you listen to other horror podcasts. They they break apart the first one, how great it is, and the rest are trash. Sometimes, but, <laughs> but the thing is, it's important for people to note just how ridiculous Friday the Thirteenth got and a Nightmare uh-huh. on Elm Street got, and to really think that there is they're a, glorified. They yeah. are, and and they have their fans, and people love them. So I can understand that. There are people who appreciate the Saw series for uh-huh. what it is, the full scope, I and do. why they would be um, and, bringing it back. And, and it, it's the way, way that all the characters are tied together. Um, I really enjoy the moral aspects of it. I do view um, John Kramer as sort of like a twisted messiah in this story. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think he does have good intentions. I don't think any of it is malicious or towards people that honestly probably wouldn't deserve it um, in some case. Right. Um, and the people that do survive it, they're usually grateful for the experience that they have. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's a good, good series. And I, I think that a lot of times when you get criticisms from it, I think it's people going into it with, the wrong expectation for what they're viewing um, or they aren't taking the context of all the other movies into service because I mean, if, if, even if you watch them just by themselves, what's really to make fun of? Like there's nothing like none of the kills are really over the top. The mechanism, I mean, they're, they're over the top, but 
the mechanisms work. Right. You know, you like, you can see how the contraption would work. And if you want to scoff at us, oh, well, you know, how is he doing that? Isn't he dead? Well, you just aren't watching the series because, yes, he is dead. And you find out he wasn't even making them in the first place. Right. So it, like, you don't have to explain how he's doing it or how it seems like he's five places at once. Because there's, as you find out, a lot of people on the inside of the police department that are helping out with this. You know, of course, right. of course, you know, he'll know that the down low on all these, you know, convicts. Detective Hoffman is uh, is a pretty high in the department, right? You know, I think he's a big dude. Yeah, he's a big man. <laughs> Casas Mandalore. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, I and mean, that's what <clears throat> it's it's something that I didn't give credit back back when they were coming out is like how good this story ties together mm-hmm. and. But even like you know, I I appreciate it now, like watching them again, and I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna finish, I'm gonna watch them all. Right. I just didn't have time to do it before we recorded. <laughs> um, but um, you know, definitely have a fresh appreciation for it. And what makes me excited for Spiral is that it's a fre- is it going to be a fresh take? And I think it is. Like, yeah, you know, you know, it doesn't have to tie into these other than it's inspired by it. Sure, it can be a different location, um, different city, like. So much to. I know nothing about it. I haven't seen the trailer. I haven't looked into it. Um, I'm probably just going to watch it. Um, How these days? I don't know. I mean, half the time I can't log in correctly to HBO Max, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At this rate, I'm never going to watch Mortal Kombat or Godzilla. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm 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 excited for it. Like any other new Saul movie that would come out. I'm not worried about seeing how they're going to tie it in because they're going to make it relatable in some sort of way. Yeah. I feel like it's a fresh start. And that's, I suppose. Like, it could be just a completely independent thing, like going back to where the first one was. Yeah. Because it looks like uh, it has a feel where it's going to be more detective-focused rather than the kill-focused. They, they all were. They all which were. Other, which but other th- ones weren't detective-focused? They all were, but I think the first one where it's like more about the hunt of Jigsaw... Oh, rather oh than, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a seven feel almost watch, the first one. Exactly. Yeah, you say yeah, seven? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's that was what they got compared to. But, huh, yeah. hey, that's going to bring us to a conclusion for episode 40. We have discussed it. It's a good spot. We have discussed it. We're getting excited. Yep. And guess what? We're going to do another episode where we're going to talk about again. So... For now, you know where to find me at Red River Joe on Twitter. You can reach out to us also at Red River on Twitter or Red River Horror at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts, how you think about those Saul movies. Also, yeah. Go to KeystoneRetro.com. Uh, that's right. Yeah, if you want to buy some merch, some some collectibles, things like that, you type in the code Red River at checkout. Get 10% off. Yeah, man. So I just <laughs> wanted to mention that. That's right. KeystoneRetro.com. Red River, ten percent off. Yeah, and it's probably and you know it's 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 a lot more than Funko Pops and things like that. You might find some saw contraptions. Who the hell knows? But or you could get a Billy the Doll Funko Pop. Does that exist? It should. It does. It does. They're they're out there. (laughs) They're out there. So that being said, you know what? Wait, wait. You want to keep? What do you got? Hashtag Tony Todd Tuesday. Okay. Hashtag Women in Horror Wednesday. That's right. All right, we're good. Sorry, Joe. (laughs) All those good things that you know, those hashtag games that we do on the Twitter, they are fun. And don't remember, kids, to keep traveling those channels of.